0: The Meeting of Two Minds on The Badger Shelf. We'll set the world to rights and try to find more badger puns. Welcome to The Badger Shelf. Hello and welcome to The Badger Shelf. That's right, we're back once again. Not live, but still very much kicking. Oh dear! <laughs>
1: yes, we are back again. No, you, you and your intros, though. You just—you rile me up so much.
0: Oh, really? Gets your goat? Oh, I tell Grinds you, your gears. I tell you. But uh, <laughs> <sighs> these half-assed attempts at hosting—oh, oh, the audacity!
1: The sheer audacity of you thinking you're you're a host and not just a recurring guest.
0: I've just never left. I've planted myself in the studio and refused to leave. <laughs> yes. That's why I told the police. Oof. He's glued on there tight, son. Nothing we can do.
1: Why did I let him in with super glue?
0: <laughs>
1: you knew the risks. But yes, we have decided for our episode today uh, to talk about what makes us mad.
0: Ooh.
1: What's we quiet? have? Pardon me. After you said, "Oh, oh yes, quiet, quiet." Uh, see people talking over me—that riles me right <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> well, yes, a perfect example. A perfect example.
1: But yes, I think it was a throwaway comment in the last episode that made me think that could be quite a good idea for an episode. Whose comment was that? Mine. Ah, one of the better
0: comments then.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I've got I put together a little list of um of things that make me mad and things that enrage me to no end. Um,
0: there, there's definitely been over the course of the Badger Shelf moments of. Um, rage and vitriol against things that we were discussing, but this is a, a special episode where we've we've had a look internally and um really get down to brass tacks. Uh, you know, a part of I've not really done much research, but um, Andrew is the resident angry man, so we'll let him take charge on I, this one.
1: I resent that vehemently. <laughs> as is the as is the topic. Um, I don't, I don't really tend to get angry so much, but now, like, I've I've gotten to an age where different things make me angry. Uh, you know, it's not a case of oh, they've delayed that game another few months. I'm, in, I'm 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 raging. Oh, now it's just you know things like Dave's still alive,
0: the ever-present issue.
1: It makes me sad. It Makes me sad. We thought,
0: you know, we thought after the year and a half we've had that something might have got him, but no.
1: hey I was actually I was livid last night. I was absolutely frothing. I was so. Mad. Oh my. I was at the pub quiz, right? Ah, yes. Now, just just a little, just a little aside. We won. Okay. Oh, what? Which, which which completely subsided my rage.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, my local pub quiz, they've got this thing called a Joker card, which they've just reintroduced after many, many years. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, what it is, you find out what the round is called, a brief description of what it's about. You get the option to play your Joker card before any questions come up. If you play it, you get double points for that round. Mm. now we are generally dog shit at music rounds (laughs) so when it came up round two on music we said ha 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 not today Satan we shall keep our bonus points for another day or another round later on the same day and then it turned out it was like question one what band does this represent? It's like a sort of a, a dark red background with the number
0: five in the middle.
1: Eddie, mm. would you ah. really guess?
0: <laughs> it took me a moment there, my sleepy brain, but would that be a certain maroon five?
1: It certainly was. <laughs> now I started swearing aggressively at the quizmaster because I love that sort of round. And I think we did end up getting 9 out of 10. I thought I could have had that. so many more bonus points.
0: Oh, God. That was very sneakily presented. You want oh. to know. Whoa. Whoa. He knew what he was doing, though. <laughs> he that is a month. devious quiz master.
1: He is. He is. But uh, my father.
0: <laughs> Bastard. He taught you everything he knows.
1: Always, always bloody gets one over on me. It's so, so frustrating.
0: He's had, you know, longer to prepare. It's not fair. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, What about you, Ed? What, what, what's made you angry recently? Um, Well, I mean, bloody hell. Andrew here comes, comes at me and he says, do you want to record a podcast on a Monday? On a school night, when you've, when, you've, when you've been working all day, I'm normally in my bed at this point.
1: I'd like to point um, out that we usually record on a Wednesday, which is a, a work night for me.
0: Very true, but it's not for me, and that's what really matters. <laughs> that's what, that's I'm, the, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm the diva here.
1: And we've had so to shift from Wednesdays because someone scheduled a DD for that night.
0: I have uh, too many things... To, my my schedule is action packed, um, so um, I, I I wouldn't say I was. It, it's not an angry thing. Anger is a very strong emotion. I was definitely perturbed <laughs> by the suggestion, um, but it's it's actually going quite well. I've found a little bit of energy. I had a nap and some dinner, and I'm I'm putting the last of my vivacity into this, and then I'll collapse into my bed, and it'll be. Excellent. It would be a tour de force, you might say. So
1: if the episode suddenly stops, like episode one did originally,
0: <laughs>
1: it's, it's because Eddie has fallen asleep, not because I forgot to edit things.
0: It's <laughs> because I've tugged myself out. Oh, poor little Eddie. Mm, let's think. What, what makes me... Um, okay, uh, so I work in a, uh, a retail food environment. Um, uh, a high street supermarket, supermarket situation um, and uh, what is annoying what does annoy me on a day to day basis is just all the customers and anyone that works in a retail environment will understand what I mean when I say the customers um, I shouldn't have to go into any detail but I'll give an example from today I was a uh, uh, so, so we do, uh, we do deliveroo. We can do deliveroo deliveries from the shop, very posh. Um, but it's up to us to bloody go around and pick it all and pack it all. So that's an extra pleasure. So I was covering today, the person that was meant to do it, because they went on their break and they went, could you take over? And I was like, yeah, it's lovely. And then like four came in at once. So I was rushing around the shop, supermarket sweep style, filling up this trolley with all the stuff and trying to get it bagged. And people were in my way at every turn, and I'm trying to get to a shelf, and they're just they just stood like three abreast in an aisle, and it's this sort of nonsense, um, which 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 uh, somewhat frustrates.
1: <laughs> I think I saw a, a comic that I think sums it up the best. It's like, oh, I hate customers. I thought you loved people. No, no, no. People are great. I love people. But as soon as they turn into shop, they turn into a customer. And they're the worst person in the world.
0: <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, a, a switch is turned, and the brain goes off, and all spatial awareness is out the window, and any level of, of peripheral vision, gone. They're just, they're just in the way, um move. Don't stand on your phone in front of a shelf. Move. Keep keep the flow going. Oh. Uh, go- oh, it gets me goat.
1: Now it's been it's been a long time since I worked in a retail position. But I used to work <laughs> in a shop that I, I will not name for, for legal reasons. But one of the say, big daddies
0: of retail hell.
1: It's oh god, yes. Like if, if if you really want to know, imagine the closest a uh, jumble sale gets to being legitimised. <laughs> now, oh, I, I worked there for like a Christmas temp job, and I was I was sorting out a display of hats. This is probably the most I've lost the head at a stranger. <laughs> Now, people, people in this shop, like there must be some weird device at the door that robs them of at least 50% of their brain brain power as soon as they walk in. Like, I had someone walk up to me one day and go, um, Oh, I am looking for the shoes. I right, right, see that giant sign taking up half the wall that says shoes. Yeah. Well, they're over there. <laughs> like it's but anyway this day I was um I was sorting out the hats and I went over and there's like half of them on the floor half of them are just like laid over the the rails that they hang up on oh, that's ridiculous so I get to work I'm putting them on and I had this like looking pretty swish right I was fairly proud of my work that day Ooh. and this guy came up picked the hat up off the rail looks at it and then just drops it on the floor. Oh my god! I just saw red. I just went absolutely mental. I'm ashamed. What sort of rotten thing do you think you're doing? <laughs> oh, got I got pulled in by the management after that. <laughs> um, I thought, oh, to oh be commended. God. I I was. <laughs> <laughs> They're like yes. You, you tell him. You tell him. Let's pretend I shouted at you for this. <laughs> but yes, oh that my was. God. Oh, I, I was, I was li- livid.
0: But people, I don't know if it's laziness or if it's um, ignorance or if it's apathy or some devilish mixture of the three. But the amount of nonsense that happens to people's minds when they become a consumer. When they, when, they, when they go into shopping mode, like frozen pizzas getting left in the normal pizza section. So by the time you find them, they've defrosted and, and no longer sellable. So you must bin them. When the, when the freezer is 20 seconds walk from the pizza section, it's oh. just, oh, it's, it's despicable. Despicable. I've always said, I've always said, it's like um, it's like national service. It's like conscription. People should have to work in hospitality or retail for at least a few months to get a sense of society at its worst. You know? Because hmm. you can always tell when people haven't done a customer service job. You can always tell when they've gone from school to uni to office and they've never had to serve anyone.
1: Yeah, aye, or or even worse, I find is the the wee old ladies who went straight from school to married to kept.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes, and
1: then didn't go out the house because they got their husband to pick up the shopping because he was the one earning the money, and now just... they're just wandering about being horrible to people because <sighs> he's popped his clogs. <laughs>
0: Rogue, rogue gangs of old ladies, Monty Python style. <laughs> oh,
1: my wife used to work in a shoe shop, as you well well know, but listeners might not.
0: It's mean, a load of cobblers, if you ask me. Oh,
1: thanks for that. <laughs> puns. I'm adding puns to my
0: list.
1: <laughs> oh, you used to get like the most horrendous old people that just thought anyone that worked in a shop was scum. And they should be delighted that they're getting graced with the presence of these delightful, old, horrible cretins. Come on, Andrew, tell us how you really feel. Oh, just...
0: <laughs> My goodness.
1: If, I, if anyone listening to this is the sort of person that's horrible to shop workers just because you can, switch off now. You're barred from the podcast.
0: Yeah, get out of here.
1: Unless you're only horrible to Eddie, in which case you get a free pass.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a terrible employee, it's fair enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need I need the motivation. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that's that yeah, that is definitely something that I would say makes me angry. Like I don't get angry about a lot of stuff, but when people are disrespectful to service workers in any sort of environment. Oh, oh, no, uh, thank
1: you. You used to get quite angry at things back in your younger days.
0: Yes, actually, yes, I
1: did used to be. I think, I think living with me wildly raised your threshold for getting wound up.
0: My blood pressure, pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> My blood pressure was never higher than when living with you. And that wasn't just because of the deep fat fryer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God, <yes.
0: laughs> Oh God! That is. <laughs> that's a that's another story. Don't don't tell my GP. <laughs> um, but yeah, as a I, I was an, I was an angry young man. I've mellowed with age. Ridiculous.
1: Oh, I mean, remember like back in school days, you were just go in an absolute rant anytime someone mentioned the fact that uh, the Wolfman was a ripoff of Twilight.
0: Oh, I was going to bring that up. (laughs) Kenneth! You're listening to this. You've got a lot... Years of trauma. Years of trauma. I've still never seen it. I've still never seen The Wolfman. I've seen Twilight more than I've seen The Wolfman. Which is horrendous. That's what's ridiculous about this whole thing that I was so angry. (laughs) For what? For nothing? (laughs) oh just a a little ball of rain oh disgraceful
1: (laughs) so yeah i mean that's like like i say when when you're young you can get angry about things that don't matter Mm. then you get to your nearly 30s for some of us slightly over 30 for others how
0: how how very
1: dare you Eddie's over 30 now. This is the first recording we've done since he crossed the threshold.
0: Oh, God.
1: Ha, <laughs> ha, But anyway, you know what legitimately enraging thing? Which is the thing that got mentioned in the last episode. What? Bloody delivery companies. Oh, my oh. oi. Like... I live in a city. Okay? I live in Inverness, which is on the A9, which is a few, like, what, you can get from Glasgow to Inverness in three hours, tops.
0: Yeah, three hours on a, a good drive. Boom.
1: Two and a half, you put the food down. Um, <laughs> it, is not, it is not remote. It is not surrounded by water. You don't have to take a ferry. You don't have to fly to get things to Inverness, but for some bizarre reason, because the postcode begins with IV, and there are some islands that also begin with IV because the highlands are huge and sparsely populated, the whole thing just gets stamped with, ah yeah, that's remote, better charge them. The same as we'd charge for delivering to Sicily. (laughs) Yep. Like it's obscene and like oh. I I thought it'd gone bare because we've got people like companies like Amazon and order stuff online from Argos. These that are bigger companies don't actually care that you live in the Highlands, they'll still just deliver to you. Ah. Like I remember the good old days where I'd um, pre-ordered games on on the old Amazon. Um, and they went, Oh, he's in the Highlands, that's classed as remote. Better send it early so it gets there. Like, I'd pre-ordered a game, so they sent it a few days early so I'd get it on release day. But because I don't actually live in an island in a croft surrounded by sheep, I got <laughs> it, like, five days before release day.
0: <laughs> Beautiful.
1: You know, like... It's 2021. How are companies still getting away with? What's that? You live in the Highlands. Oh, well, no, that's just impossible. We can't send lorries up there. They won't make it along the dual carriageway.
0: <laughs> it's a complete nonsense.
1: Yeah. Like I, I was but ordering they... stuff for the garden. And the guy actually came back and said, yeah, we checked with the couriers and they won't deliver that far north. What? And it's like that far north. Yeah, it's like. Well, do they make any claim to deliver to the UK mainland? Yeah, well, they're breaking the law then.
0: Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. The IV post for our non-Inverness listeners. There's probably some of you out there. Um, the IV postcode nonsense has been ongoing for. I want to say millennia. How long's Amazon been around?
1: Um, I mean, surely as long as postcodes have been around.
0: As long as postcodes, you know, it's absolute nonsense that things can't just be driven up the road. I mean, there's a there's an Amazon distribution centre in bloody Fife, for God's sake.
1: Exactly. Well, Amazon's like, never not usually an issue.
0: No, no, yeah. It is these smaller companies that rely on the kind of smaller careers that still have this archaic view of things. It's ridiculous.
1: Oh, it's just it's just an absolute nonsense.
0: It's not like in parts of rural Ireland where there are there are the stories where someone's written a letter which says like Ah Mary's wee man cottage along the road talk, you know, and it gets there because the postman knows who it is. Yeah, exactly. Like that's remote. That's archaic. The highlands of Inverness are a, a, a multicultural, uh, economic, metropolitan powerhouse. Complete joke.
1: It is, it is absolutely insane, you know? like yes. Like I said before, I thought most of this had fallen by the wayside with so much stuff moving online and delivery, and so no couriers just have to get with the times. But now. No. Apparently not.
0: Some of them are just stuck in the dark ages. Ugh, bastards.
1: Annoyingly, you can't when you when you're shopping online, you can't really pick who the courier is going to be. Yeah. Which also leads me into another rage I have. Oh no! Fucking couriers. Just like not even, not even. Like the whole postcode thing, just the absolute horrible ones I've dealt with up here. Oh my! I, oh, I don't know. They just—they uh, must sit there and plan the worst times to try and deliver something. They must scope the house out and go, "Ah, he goes for a shit at twenty past four. Better go and ring
0: the doorbell then." they always know they, always, they know. always know when you're most compromised
1: or a case of like ah he's worked at home four days this week better go deliver on the only day he has to pop into the office Uh uh-huh. but it's... one time I absolutely lost it with a delivery driver so heading out for work I open the door, and he's standing there with that "sorry we missed you" card in his hand.
0: Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh. and he says, "Oh, sorry, I must have not heard the doorbell. Bloody loud doorbell! I would have heard it." And he's like, "Oh, oh uh, yeah, sorry, just uh, just pop- popping this through." I'm like, "Well, it's right. I'm here, so I'll take the parcel." Uh, I don't have it. Oh, my God. I was raging. So he clearly just forgo- like left the parcel at the depot and was chancing his hand.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I was in that situation, I would be trying to be sneaky about it. But for God's sake, it's the getting caught that hurts.
1: Oh, yep. For... Oh, she sure could have bloody hurt him.
0: Like, listen, it's not... It's not the first... Like, there's an infrastructure in place, you know? You shouldn't just forget parcels. How are these things happening? Human error, I suppose, is in- unchanging. Mm. It's a constant.
1: I mean, it's not as bad as the the ones you see all over the place on online. The American ones are literally just like, right, I'm at the end of the garden, can't really be bothered opening this gate. I'm just going to yeet it towards the house. Oh. Just yeah! In the, in the general direction.
0: Like, we've delivered your parcel and it's a picture of a bush. Yeah, it's like, come on!
1: We've delivered your parcel. You just sent me a picture of a landfill site.
0: <laughs> is, that, is that not your house? Is that not your address? Oh. Complete joke.
1: I mean, I do get that no one goes into being a courier because it's been their lifelong ambition. But you've got to have a wee bit of like personal, professional pride.
0: You've got to find some way to make it enjoyable. If not for yourself, then for your customers.
1: Like, on the other hand, I've had, like... <laughs> I had, like, one guy who tried to scale my back fence. He was like a wee guy. He'd broken his wrist. And he was like, I was trying to climb the fence to open the gate so I could put it somewhere safe. And I just couldn't reach. And I'm like, oh my God, please don't hurt yourself. It'll be fine. Just leave it on the front (laughs) step. I'll be home in like 20 minutes. Oh my God. That's the kind of man. And then you just get like the people who just do not give a flying fuck yeah so I, I, yes. I, I I've, I've thrown a lot of rants I've thrown a lot of rants is there anything else that makes you uh, angry Ed
0: um I've been trying to think um a lot of this is 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 reactionary anger because you're you're saying things and I'm going yes oh my god but I can't I, it, it's hard to think of things off the top of my head. Because I've, you know, I've cultivated this image of myself where I'm a, a sweet, cool, hip young guy, um, and, and the, I don't want the public to know that I'm an angry, smelly little man. But um,
1: I agree I with know. all of those words to describe you, apart from the last one.
0: <laughs> it's it's up for debate. It's the, the jury's still out. Um, angry, smelly
1: little goblin. <laughs>
0: goblin man oh no (laughs) goblin fiend
1: well I'll Um, I'll jump in with another another one
0: yeah give give us another one man
1: so uh, when I used to work behind a bar
0: oh here we are oh yes
1: oh who's the once a year drinkers they annoy me oh Christmas drinkers Christmas drinkers that they don't touch a drop all year and then they go out and for their staff party and think they can drink like they could when they were 18. Uh-huh. But that's also when you just get the most annoying, infuriating people crawling out the woodwork, because they usually don't get invited out on nights out because they're a prick. <laughs> yep. Now this one guy, I think the bar was absolutely stowed out. Like, it was just you couldn't you couldn't move. they was so busy. I had like I, I'd gotten quite good at that point at like deciding right. So it's them, then them, then them, then them, and then I'll go to them. And then I had like the the, the queue in my mind, even though they were all corners of the bar. And this guy sort of one like sort of uh, saunters up, leans over these two lassies that are waiting for drinks. Goes, have you not been served yet? I'll show you what to do, and starts clicking his fingers at me. Oh my God! In heaven. Now it doesn't seem like that, thing. you know, everyone like just tries to you know, catch the waiter's attention, catch the barman's attention. It's like, yeah, I've seen you, but you know, I was I was busy. I had plenty to get on with that night. I thought, I'm just gonna leave it. I'm just gonna ignore him. I'll serve the girls when I get to them. And then he starts whistling. Oh, oh, God. So I think I put down the pint I was pouring, walked over to him, and basically told him that if he thinks that's going to get him served, he's got another thing coming. He's not getting served in this bar tonight or ever again. You're barred.
0: <laughs>
1: well, he started going mental. Uh, wow. He didn't like that at all. Uh, that's when the owner of the bar came in, uh, he started shouting that oh, all your staffs need to get themselves sorted out, blah 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 blah. See what happened, he just uh, barred me for whistling and he looked at the guy, you're whistling at my staff what do you think, he's a dog or something <laughs> yes so the owners threw the boy threw the boy out I said thanks dad, and carried on <laughs> <coughs>
0: It does help to have uh, friends in high places. It does. It does. But, (laughs) oh, it's
1: always been a pet peeve of his as well.
0: But any, any bar manager worth their salt would have had your back in that situation. Oh, yeah. Because that is the, that is like rule one and two of getting served at the bar. Like, don't be a prick and don't fucking whistle. Jesus. Oh. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, I've got, I'm cringing at the thought of it. It's just... <laughs> ugh. Absolute boke. Slimy bastards, man. Yeah, 100%. Oh, dear. Yeah. There, again, that <laughs> this is... Because that really gets me annoyed as well. It's the, <laughs> um, it's the amateurs. That is the word for it. It's the amateur drinkers who come out at Christmas. And I'm not saying that I'm a heavy heavy drinker you know I'll go to a pub once in a while well you drink um, and you're not light <laughs> hey, hey budding um but, but it's the it's it's having the kind of working knowledge of how pubs work you know it's knowing the shorthand it's not turning up and clicking your fingers and waving a fiver and all that stuff you know and it's oh. these christmas drinkers that come out and they'll order a drink, like, one at a time, and they'll be shouting over their shoulder, like, "What? what's what's Barry having? Oh, uh, 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 a smell of Guinness. uh, three, three, two, four Guinness. And it's like, Jesus Christ, taking over the whole bar.
1: They never tell you four Guinness. It'll be be a Guinness. You do a Guinness. Mm. Oh, can I get another Guinness?
0: (laughs) All at different points of the order as well.
1: Oh, God, they're just, they're actually the
0: worst actually like should be shot they shouldn't be allowed what they should do is they should open special like pop up christmas party pubs for these kind of people you know yeah let them all go there
1: like generally i don't agree with capital punishment i don't think any human should be put to death for anything they've done i don't i think no animal should be put to death for what they've done i think Christmas drinkers are several steps below them on the ladder,
0: <laughs>
1: and at some point they've they are passed the line of yeah, put them down.
0: Yeah, I mean it. It Three becomes steps the below point of Dave. <sighs> yeah, you know it's bad. You'd be putting them out of their misery if anything. Oh, it I gets mean to that point, it's a
1: utilitarian thing to do. It makes the entire world happier.
0: <laughs> Just to bring it back to me and my problems, because we don't talk about them enough on this podcast. Um, I'd about like, them like to return, poll,
1: which is too much.
0: We, <laughs> we we reference my life in any form is is over the top. It's it's um it's, you know it's it's um it's too much <laughs> too much. <laughs> It's grand, st- I don't know what the words are. It's um, pr- provocator? Uh, evocatism? What am I trying to say? <laughs> anyway, um, d- should we come back to me? I don't know. If that's- I have a point here. I think I have we've learned anything,
1: to- no. No, we uh, shouldn't. I-,
0: I-, I did have a point when I started this uh, sentence. Life. Um, oh, I mean, that's a stretch. <laughs> um, essentially, yes. Back to me, we're going to talk about my bloody job again, because it's um, it's it's a pain in my uh, rear end. Uh, essentially, um, as a, as a quote-unquote essential worker working in a, a food retail sector, um, it's been a bloody pain in the ass over the last 15 months. You know, it was a tough job to begin with, but the pandemic has really cocked things up Mm. and we're at the point now where so many people have left because they've either gone to other stores that are closer to them or they've left the company entirely or they've just quit because they've had enough that there are so few staff that they're basically relying on me to try and run the place it's a catastrophe
1: i was going to say that is an awful state to be in when it's someone's a dilemma. relying on you.
0: Me! I'm all that's standing between that shop and... Doom! I, I came in this very morn at an ungodly hour to discover that I was the only person starting at six in the morning, pulling in the entire bloody delivery. The uh, The delivery man helped, very helpful driver man. That's and good. then the manager that was in finally turned up. And said, "Oh, I'll lend you a hand. I'll come and lend a hand, as I'm busting my ass and puffing and huffing and sweating out of every orifice."
1: Um, well, there's an image.
0: There's a there's a there's a bloody image for you. You think that firemen calendars are hot? You should see me at work. Oh, baby. But yeah, my God. So basically, and I, I normally I'm you know I don't really say much in the mornings. I'm normally pretty passive, but when they turned up. I was like, are there, where, where is everyone? Where's all the staff? And they were just like, oh, we're a bit short today. Oh, like that, that's, not a, that's not a thing. You're, as a manager, it's your job to manage this shop. And if people aren't going to be in, you should get cover. Well, there's about 20 different stores in the Glasgow city centre area. Pull in some other bugger. Ah, so that was fun. So you had a angry. lovely day. Like that. So that, that was six in the morning. It all went to shit immediately. At seven o'clock, a couple people turned up. And so that they kind of helped work it. But we'd already pulled it all in off the wagon by this point. So the hard bloody job had been done. Um, and so we just tried to work it all morning and busting our asses. And then at 10 o'clock, the big boss man comes in, the store manager. And goes, oh, where, where's the swim to? Where's all the stuff on the shelves? There's too many gaps. And we're all standing there, like, ha, pha, dah, dah. <sighs> dying on our feet. As he goes, yes, you should be prioritizing the, the areas of the shop that need And it's like, get, get yourself a roller of stock and work it yourself, son. God damn it. Oh. Retail.
1: My God, I, there's nothing worse for me. Like when you're at work, and it's ah, oh, I've got a hundred things to do. I've done ninety-nine of them. I just need to get the last one done. Boss walks in. Why hasn't thing a hundred been done? What have you been yeah. doing all day?
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs>
0: yep. It's always the last thing that is the important.
1: But managers, if if I'd done. Thing 100 before doing Thing... Or, like, say, say for example, I'd skipped Thing 73 to do Thing 100. he would be walking and going, oh, my God, Thing 73? That should have been done first.
0: They're never happy. Oh, Never bloody happy. The problem was... The the problem I've realised is with managers, because if they left us to it, we would just do the job and work it. But, for instance, I... Uh, so, I finished all the fresh delivery. We got that out on the shelves in the fridges. And I was like, great, it's 11 o'clock. I'm going to go and have my break. Um, I thought I'd earned it by that point. I came back um, and they've like picked all the gaps off all the grocery delivery and put it on a roller. And they're going, Eddie, can you take that up? It's all the gaps. Get that work quick. And I was like, cool, nice. I'll do that. And I'm halfway through that one of the new managers comes up and goes, oh, there's, there's some gaps on milk. Could you work the gaps on milk? And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm working these gaps. And he's like, yeah, but we need milk worked. And I was like, right, okay, I'll work the milk. And so I'm halfway through the milk gaps when someone else comes up and goes, oh, here's, here's the reduction sheet. Could you go and reduce produce? And I'm like, I'm doing milk, but I'm also doing pro- grocery gaps. And they're like, oh, I'll give you a hand with the, with the grocery. And they're like, ah! Literally, by that point again, people had gone home again because I not everyone does a full eight-hour thing. So people had come and gone, and so it was just me again. And one guy was working bloody booze, um, and he he could have been helping. Mm, brr, mm. We don't like to. We don't like to. You know, we're, we're comrades. We 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 don't fight amongst ourselves.
1: No, we, no, no <laughs> one fighting in the ranks. <laughs>
0: It's management. It's management. There were three. There was the store manager, and then there were three managers underneath, the bloody lackeys, all falling over each other to give me jobs to do. Hopeless. Hopeless situation.
1: Too top-heavy, that shop.
0: Yeah. Like, fire some of the management. And get more staff in, you mentalists. <laughs> Oh, so I, th- I feel like I've had a bit of a rant there. It's been pretty Eddie heavy in this segment of the show. But um, that, yeah, there we go. That's, the, I've got to do it all again tomorrow, probably.
1: Ah. Oh, poor Ed. Dear, oh dear. With his three a day tough. a week job.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Those three days though. Oh, I pack a lot in it condenses that's it.
1: what's written on the the wall and the gents <laughs>
0: Oh, god no uh that that's good there we are i've had my rant
1: was that was that, oh. was that good do you feel cleansed now
0: oh dear it's it's uh, oh it's just i i try not to let it affect me but some days it's just a it's it's a complete joke Deary, So man. there we are don't don't come and work at Sainsbury's Buchanan. It's a, ni- it's a nightmare. Stay away!
1: All right, I'm going to have to go and quickly change my job prospects.
0: <laughs> I know you were eyeing it up yourself.
1: I've just had it, my emotional support animal just come in and lay down next to me. Uh, Badger, Eddie, Badger. Need, Eddie needs some emotional support.
0: I need a badge.
1: He's gone to sleep. Is that supportive? Oh,
0: that's... That's good to know. I'm glad that he's living the good life. He's living his best badger life. The badger
1: life. So, to, uh, to, to bring you down from your work rage, let's talk about something slightly different. Which will probably get you even more angry.
0: <laughs> yes. Though, ah.
1: Now, I know the people that make movies, are there's a lot to do there is a hell of a lot involved in making a movie. However, there is usually one person or a team, you know, a person, some assistants in charge of continuity.
0: Mm,
1: they're in the credits. They are in the credits. They're always credited.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: I mean, for the love of God, it's like they do sweet FA.
0: In some <laughs> films.
1: <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, I'm not the most observant person, but when I'm spotting this crap, and I'm also not getting paid to stop, to spot it, what have they done?
0: Yeah. They've sat in a chair all day and watched the filming and, and not done anything. And then gone, that'll do. Had a bloody bath.
1: Oh. It, I don't know. It just, it just annoys me when, like, you're trying to enjoy the story and you get taken out of it by the clock in the background that keeps changing hours at a time mm-hmm. or this guy's mm-hmm. this guy's drinking some sort of yo-yo pint that goes up and down like a tramp's drawers
0: <laughs> god damn yeah
1: it's just so distracting and like i'm not I'm not sitting like going frame by frame looking for this but it's I just find it so bloody distracting
0: And it's the fact that it literally is someone's job to go, hold on, that pint was at that level, let's reset. But somehow, on some things, it just slips through the gap.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. See, if it was a case of it was part of the director's job, you know? Like, it was like um, someone with a big job that also had to keep track of that, you'd forgive it. Mm. The fact that it's someone, their entire role... In this film,
0: yep, there is a continuity supervisor who has a script and a chair and a monitor of their own, and still they mess it up.
1: It's unreal, absolutely unreal.
0: Deary me, it makes me but, mad. um,
1: <laughs> not as mad as working in Sainsbury's Wood, but it makes me mad. Oh,
0: oh, that, that these, these continuity people should come and do a day's real work, that would that would sort them out. Oh dear! But also, if there's any continuity uh, supervisors listening, I'd love a job in the in uh, in your film. Give me a call. <laughs> His no, number we're...
1: is on the wall in many many toilets around Glasgow.
0: <laughs> Across the land, it's my business card. <laughs> Don't
1: <laughs> ask what he writes it in. We
0: oh god. We let ah. Oh. <laughs> uh. Dear, dear. The the badger shelf um, uh, toilet phone number hunting game. Treasure hunt. You have to go and find them. I,
1: I really don't want that to be this podcast's legacy.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Oh
1: dear. I know you don't get to pick what you get remembered for. I don't want it to
0: be that. <laughs> We've put so much good content out. <laughs> And that is the legacy. Oh dear oh dear. I'm I'm trying to think of any recent continuity stuff I might have seen, but nothing's coming to mind.
1: I, I, I notice it more when I'm watching TV shows now. And it always ends up being a pint. Someone like takes a sip from a pint and then it cuts to look at the other person that's nearly done. And it cuts back to them and they've not taken that sip yet. Mmm. It's like Yeah. Yeah, I get it, you wanted to keep drinking while you were filming, but it'd be so easy just to have, like, right, now don't drink any more of that pint until we need to do these bits of the scene, and then just keep it consistent. I don't know.
0: I think TV shows definitely, it happens a lot more. It's a much tighter schedule. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: Oh, yeah, there's no way they could, like, right, let's go and reset the scene for... Like, that pub bit again will just, like, match everything up. Like, no, no, we've got to have this on the air in 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah. We've got four more episodes to film today, mate. Oh. Oh, dear. It's stuff like... Um, I was watching a show recently where it's it, uh, uh, people just change positions. So someone might be sitting down with, like, an arm up on the back of the chair... And then in the reverse shot, they're sitting forwards with their hands together. And it's like, I know people move around a lot, and it's hard to kind of keep it steady. But,
1: but in some of these scenes, it's like, right, shall we stop the conversation now and take you to hospital for that seizure you're apparently having?
0: <laughs> the funky disco dancing going on behind the scenes. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like you say, it's the um, it breaks the illusion. It takes you out of the, yeah, you the can't, world. You, like you're sitting
1: the world. there quite happily suspending disbelief. And it's a case of, oh, that's weird. Oh, now I've noticed it once. I'm going to notice it for the rest of the scene. What were they even talking about? I've completely mm. missed the plot.
0: Oh, dear. It's sort of the same as um, empty coffee cups that they have on TV shows. The impossibly empty coffee cup where um, someone comes in with, like, the paper cups of coffee and then they pretend to drink it and it's, you know, lighter than air. Yeah. This kind of thing.
1: Well, I always love seeing, like, um speaking of props, there's, like, this, like, one newspaper that's been in, like, hundreds of TV shows and movies because it's, like, a standard prop newspaper that's been reused. Oh, my. Oh it's brilliant. There's like um like I've seen pictures of, like the same actor reading this newspaper in different shows over decades. Oh how long does it take to to read this one newspaper?
0: I I've seen the one that where it's um it's the granddad from modern family yeah, and yeah. him him playing the character in like married with children. F- yes. And it's the same, it's the same paper. It's <laughs> <That's> brilliant. <laughs> He's not He's not had the peace and quiet to read this damn paper.
1: So many that, years.
0: <laughs> that stuff is good, though. I like that.
1: Mm. <laughs> that, that yeah, that's always good, because you, you, you don't know unless you're looking for it. Yeah. And I do sort of worry about the people that notice this stuff, because that's bizarre.
0: Oh, yeah. You kind of need to, I don't know, let some things
1: slide. Like, in certain shows. This is the thing, right? I don't really care about the details all that much a lot of the time. And the inconsistent, Like, the, the continuity stuff bothers me. Mm. These, the people that notice that paper was reused, how in enraged do you think they get just going to the cinema?
0: Mm. It's not a pleasant experience for them. Actually, not a pleasant experience for anyone going with them. <laughs> The running commentary. You see that? Um, His shirt button was undone, but now it's done up. And it was on the left side, and now it's on the right side. (laughs) Barry, I swear to God, I'll leave you. (laughs) Mother, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can't leave me here on my own. Barry, you're 47.
0: I don't know the way home. (laughs) (laughs) Papa always takes me. Uh, Jesus Christ! This is—we're exposing a very, a very sad life. Oh Poor Barry! I hope, hope Barry's not listening to this. Yeah. Well, is it the cinema? Any pointing out inconsistencies?
1: We, we, we've been nice, and we've not given him his real name, Dave. Mm-hmm. Ah shit! Oh God! Speaking of things that piss me off, ah. <laughs> I think we think we've already done Dave, haven't we?
0: Have we? Oh well
1: he's 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 not been coming out of this episode well
0: <laughs> oh he's he's a, a rich a rich and fertile land to plow for content
1: well i'll leave you plowing dave oh god i'll move on to the next thing on my list i've got a few things left yeah. on my list yes yes please that, i don't know why but in recent years it is like properly Like, started annoying me. And that's just how shit adverts are. Oh, man. Like, you see what they get between TV shows. Like, I will say that ours are better than America's because the the experience of watching TV in America is here's, like, two minutes of your show. Here's ten minutes of drug adverts. Here's Mm. the middle 20 minutes of your show. Here's another 10 minutes of personal injury claims. And here's the last two minutes of your show that you had to sit through the adverts to watch. Good Lord. It is actually horrific. Um, But our adverts are just dull, boring, just generally crap most of the time. When you see, like, Japan and, like, oh, like, generally any Eastern country, their adverts (sighs) are hilarious. You see, like, Long Long Man. I said Long Long Man last time. Go out and watch Long Long Man. It's amazing. Long
0: Long Man!
1: Yes. Yes. You'll know
0: once you've watched it.
1: I I saw this, like, Indonesian advert for ceiling tiles, and I was in stitches. Ceiling tiles for crying out loud. Ah, I think you showed me this one. With the lizards. Yeah, the lizards. It's like uh, what? Oh uh, you should have bought the right ceiling tiles. But I did. Ceiling's lovely. And I, uh, but then we get like Oh there's one that every time it comes on, I start shouting at the telly and Ailey tells me I'm such a grumpy old man. <laughs> but I can't even remember what it's four. There's like there's these people in a laundromat and then this guy whips out his guitar and starts playing it and people like rush in from all over the place to come and listen to this guitar
0: are you just describing my life
1: but well i hope not (laughs) i didn't imagine your life being that shit Uh... but like it's when he starts playing his guitar and it cuts away to like a building like two streets over and they're like seeing the vibrations From the playing, right? And this would make sense if he had, like, a big-ass speaker or tons of amps or something. He's playing acoustic. Hmm. Like...
0: That's... That's... Yeah.
1: If acoustic guitars were able to, like, shake people's drinks from two streets away, they'd be banned. You know?
0: That's some Scott Pilgrim-level shit. Oh, it's just...
1: And it's just so incredibly crap, and I get so angry about it for no reason.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you've got a very personal agenda
1: with this advert. I've got like a big grudge against this advert. It's just so bad. And it, 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 we were, I can't remember what we were watching, but it was on all the fecking time. Going we like uh. catching up on a show that we recorded. McDonald's adverts are actually so horrendous now. I'm targeting like the big brands in this.
0: Oh my God.
1: It's like, when's the last time you saw a McDonald's advert that was about food? It's all about, oh, look, ah. this old guy and this kid pour their chips into the box. Look, multi generational, yay. Or, oh, it's about family. Or, oh, you know, we're open all night when you're stuck gives a shit. <sighs> People eat at McDonald's because it's cheap and they're everywhere.
0: Yeah. it's it's. You don't You're really need to advertise the food at McDonald's anymore, which is kind of what they're doing now. They're just going, they're just we're to still like, here.
1: They're, they're just trying to like give themselves some good public image. Mm. But everyone knows that it's horrendous and the food's going to kill you. And generally speaking, the people work there would rather be dead. <laughs> you can't convince us otherwise with some like dull adverts.
0: Yeah, that's that has become a trend in advertising in general over the last few years. It's become very much fake uh, social awareness, um, and it's more about trying to rebrand as like a progressive company. Um, and so, yeah, you've got things like McDonald's extolling family values instead of advertising chicken nuggets. And it yeah. just, it's, it leaves a very strange taste in the mouth. It's,
1: it's like, I feel, I genuinely feel bad for the people that work in like Amazon's marketing department. Because they're sitting there like, mm. oh, right, so we've got, we got some good um, engagement from that last ad campaign okay yeah so we've got these you know metrics that we're looking at i don't really know or care what they look at
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it's like oh did you see that's another article gone viral how we don't let staff have pee breaks and then he'll you know, like, oh when did you read that oh, i was in the toilet you're fired
0: uh-huh. <laughs> we got another one oh, it's just so
1: like dull and dystopian. Mm. The Ooh. the advertising apocalypse is not what I had in
0: mind. It ties into there's a whole thing at the moment of brands on Twitter with with sentience. Like it brands <laughs> so like brands Twitter pages with sentience and like Brand banter is the worst thing ever. It is like, so
1: bad. It's like there's at least a team of you running this Twitter account. Stop pretending like you're some someone in your early 20s having a go.
0: Like you've got the Arby's Twitter account talking about their beef being on fleek and stuff like this. And it's when they it's start like,
1: like, having a go at each other. It's like nobody thinks you're people
0: see the first time i saw that i thought ah that's funny and now it's just the status quo it's not you know it started off as maybe like an intern having a joke over twitter and someone going oh that's great let's all do that and now every hr firm bats their modus operandi
1: yeah oh it's so bad it's so it, incredibly bad
0: it comes back to what you're saying about McDonald's being, you know, trying to, trying to self-improve uh, their image. It's like, this is, you know, this is capitalism. You're a company. Tell me what you sell and I'll buy it. We don't need to become friends. You know, I don't want to be your buddy on the internet. Just give me a service or a product. I will exchange it for money and we'll part ways, good sir. We don't need this to become a social interaction. You know?
1: Exactly. Like when when did it become this? When did it become this way? How do we
0: go back? It's definitely a recent thing. And I I don't know when it kicked off, but it's it's weird. <laughs> it's friggin' weird, man. I don't like it. Well this is going dark. I don't really see a lot of adverts because I don't watch a lot of live television, but I do see a lot of YouTube adverts, and they're pretty horrendous.
1: Oh Jesus, yeah!
0: I, uh, I, I had one I the other day.
1: Can't use YouTube anymore because it's like driving a nail through
0: my eyes. There's always at least two unskippable adverts um, before, like any vaguely promoted. Um, video, like even if it's like a thirty-second joke video, if it's if it's promoted, you know, if, if it's monetized, there's a, a, at least like a minute and a half advert before it. It's like, come on to fuck!
1: Fr- oh, it's
0: horrendous. I had one a, a twenty-minute advert.
1: At that point, it's not an advert; it's just another the, video.
0: The time was twenty minutes. Um, you could skip that one, thank God. But, like, what? Who is... What? Why have you got a 20-minute advert on YouTube for, like, a five-minute video? It's... The whole... The internet is dying. The internet is dying around us, and that makes me angry. <laughs> oh, We've talked gosh. about that before on the on the internet episode of The Badger Shelf, ah, which is available episode. to listen. <laughs> we did touch briefly on that, but... Oh, yeah
1: advertising it's horrendous Mm. speaking of adverts i'm gonna Mm. i'm gonna bitch about anchor for a while oh Oh, not to bite the hand that hosts us (laughs) but um oh like we got offered to record adverts for them oh we we, we could they go oh do you want to do like an anchor Advert? Do I talk about anchor? And you can put it in, and you can get money for it. All right, okay, let's this. But um, you can only get paid into an American bank account. So, oh, why did you even bother telling this UK-based podcast?
0: That's that's a bit weird. It's very weird. Why can they not just use PayPal?
1: Exactly. It's not like there's like well-established international methods of payment. No, no, we'll just be dicks. God. So again, lots of crap adverts, and the adverts we want we can't even have.
0: (laughs) Oh, Jesus. It's not like the good old days. It's not like, you know, the good old days of mad men where you had wholesome adverts and people wore suits and they drank in the office at noon and there were prostitutes and things. Those were the good old days. Adverts that made you smile brought, brought a tear to your eye. They did.
1: I'm sorry, but the best ever advert is uh, John West Salmon. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Where he fights the bear.
0: Yeah! <laughs> Look, an eagle! <laughs> <laughs> Nuts! <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. when adverts had to actually this is what's happened adverts used to have to compete for airtime and public consciousness and it was the point where like everyone watched the same TV and so if you had a great advert it became viral in the days before you know virality was really a thing Um, whereas now they know that no one's really watching so they've just given up there's no fun anymore
1: terrendous
0: they used to be amazing i used to love adverts like remember like like super bowl adverts they're not the same anymore no i haven't really watched much super bowl to be honest like the last couple of years they've just gone downhill yeah but the adverts always used to be amazing nope it's a tight ad <laughs> Yeah. Uh, commercialism.
1: Yeah. Let's take a let's take a sharp left turn onto something that makes you angry.
0: Oh. Um. Okay. Let's move away from human conditions and take a leap into the world of physics. <laughs> um. I've I've got a beef with gravity, yo. That's that's right, that's all you get. That's it. Ah, okay, next, next That's topic. it. i got a beef for gravity. Um I I I'm a man, a clumsy man. Um <laughs> I you know, I'm a dyspraxic man, which you know, I don't know if that, that is as an excuse, I'll just fling that out there. But you know, uh I'm generally a hot mess and I drop things all the time. And it makes, me, it, it, it makes me it makes me effervescently furious every time i i've sworn at more inanimate objects in my life than i think i've ever sworn at a human being
1: (laughs) does that include me you
0: know um (laughs) usually i drop things around you and just combine the two you know (laughs) trying trying to try and get get two birds one stone kind of thing um but god it's gotten really bad at work like i'll drop something and just be like fuck's sake in full view of customers and things just the towel has been thrown in um i my <laughs> one of my go to swear words is um, <laughs> shitting tits when i drop something is is a is a favourite it's very you know Reassuring, it's comforting to swear at the object, so it knows. But uh, generally, I, I have problems with gravity. As it is, you know, I, I fall off curbs, I fall off the side of pavements. Um, it, it's not good, man. The the forces of uh, gravitational pull our beef goes way back.
1: I do I do just generally hate gravity as well. It'd be so much easier if there wasn't any. Ooh. You could just like put something down in midair and then come back and get it. Oh my god.
0: Just like moonwalk around the place. Whee Oh, in hindsight.
1: It'd be horrific. Animals could swim through the air. Oh god. What would stop a lion coming?
0: Hippos would be unstoppable. Sweet Jesus. They're already unstoppable. They'd be more unstoppable.
1: Oh, yeah. dear God.
0: As, as uh, you know, we've touched on this, but as a somewhat older gentleman now as well, dropping things is a risky business. You know, I could do myself an injury picking things up. Uh, any any dropped item is a slipped disc in waiting.
1: That's <laughs> your back. That's your back done for the rest of the week.
0: Yeah! You know, um, <laughs> I need to get one of those old people pick upper things. <laughs> to pick up old people? <laughs> oh, God. Mature singles in your area. No! That's not the kind of pick upper Oh, oh no, I've,
1: I've already signed up and it said matures with shingles.
0: Ah! Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> I thought it was just written by Sean Connery.
0: Ah! Uh, he, he's a mature shingle.
1: <laughs> oh dear,
0: dear, dear. Lord Jesus. So yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Just, just gravity. Uh, yeah, the force of gravity. Bastard. Damn that, Isaac Newton.
1: It was a much simpler time before he got involved
0: yeah there was no gravity you know things just happened it was witchcraft he came along turned it all on ridiculous Bastard.
1: well see if we didn't have gravity actually i tell you one thing that'd be a lot better driving because cars could <laughs> quite easily fly and i wouldn't have to share the road with so many goddamn
0: idiots you could just share the skies with them instead.
1: There's a lot more space up there to avoid them.
0: Well, this is true. This is true.
1: And hopefully these idiots would crash from the sky and never be seen
0: again. Oh, just no. just
1: keep driving up into the sun.
0: Yeah, they'll take a wrong turn and end up in near Saturn. Won't you just ask for directions, Steve? I know where I'm going!
1: He just liked it and wanted to put a ring on it.
0: Aha. Big fan of Beyonce is our Stephen. Who? Simon? Who did I say? I don't know. The this whole the bit the bit has died. The bit has. has
1: the died because it has flown to Saturn and can no longer <laughs> breathe.
0: The bit has burned up in the atmosphere. Oh my. Oh dear.
1: Oh, I get so mad when I'm driving though sometimes. Like, I don't mind I don't mind traffic. Doesn't bother me. I don't mind. I get stuck behind a tractor. It's fine. (laughs) If I get stuck behind a cyclist. That's a different kettle of fish. Oh. I don't understand the people that cycle along A roads. Mm, That is some shit. How can that be enjoyable? Like, especially, like, like, I was driving out on the Fort William road. and There's so many cyclists, and it's like all you're doing is like getting smoked out by the car fumes of like the 20 people a minute that are trying to overtake you and it's the port william road it's more pothole than road it's not like it's like a good um environment to cycle on anyway you'd be better cycling on a beach
0: yeah
1: (laughs) all it does is make everyone miserable Yeah. Oh. It's not good. And then it's people who don't indicate on roundabouts. Ugh. Or worse, people that do indicate and then don't actually go the way they're indicating.
0: God damn. Like,
1: I was coming off the roundabout. And I was buying this person that exited the roundabout, right? Without indicating. They went the whole way around without indicating and then exited without indicating. Thought, that's fine, it's Inverness, no one indicates. But then as they came off, they indicated once they were already off the roundabout. It's like, why? Like, there's no benefit to now putting your indicator on. It's, I've seen you turn, it has served zero purpose unnecessarily mad at that just oh you'll understand it <laughs> when you become a grown-up and start driving
0: well i was i was gonna say as a not really driving man i have only experienced road rage secondhand um but i, I do understand when i when i see someone driving like a wazzik um it makes sense
1: like, I, I I used to get really annoyed when I started driving. I'm not I'm not so bad now for like little stuff, but I would get so stressed when I was driving because I would be, I'd be absolutely fine with empty roads, more or less. but I never really thought I was the sort of person that should be left in charge of a two-ton machine propelled by explosions.
0: Yeah, a magical science box.
1: I definitely don't think you're the sort of person that should be in charge of a magic science box propelled by boom.
0: How very dare.
1: I mean, you literally just had a wee rant about how gravity's out to get you.
0: No, yep, true, fair enough.
1: Yeah, true, 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 true.
0: Um, I mean, I can see it from the other way as well, from a man who has done more cycling than driving. Um, sometimes drivers are real assholes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like people you know. are horrible to cyclists, but but you cycle in cities. True. Yes. And the way I've always seen it is when you're in a city, pedestrians and cyclists—that's their—that's their zone a lot of the time. You don't just run down pedestrians that are trying to cross the road. <laughs> yeah. But see out like between cities. When you're driving oh, like major roads, yeah, yeah, that is definitely car territory.
0: No, fair enough. The, the the um the people that cycle along tiny country roads, sometimes too abreast, they are um colossal douches. Oh, oh. should be shot. It's um, I. One time, being driven, I was going to say driving, but I wasn't driving, being driven somewhere in the country, um, we were behind, like, eight cyclists, two abreast, and, you know, you can't overtake that on winding roads, and so we're just, like, <sighs> behind all these bloody bikings, and they're looking at us as if we're, like, harassing them. Oh, I know. Get your lycra covered asses out the way, single file, silly bastards! It's ridiculous. Although someone, I was when I was talking about this, and someone said that actually they go double breast so you can overtake them easier. Because if if they were single file, it would then be like
1: you got overtake for longer.
0: For, overtake for longer, but I don't know. It's a it's yeah. But a, you're also
1: meant to give them like a car's width space. Yeah, you know, so you're not like right beside someone. So if they're too abreast, you've got to go right up beside one of them to overtake. Yeah,
0: it's it's a tricky, bloody situation. You shouldn't, yeah, there shouldn't be that many cyclists together on the road. I think is the issue. No, no,
1: there's so many places
0: you can go to actually cycle. Yeah, there are bike trails. At there are actual cycle paths
1: a bunch off of cycle the paths.
0: roads. You know. These bloody psychopaths out in the countryside. Ah. Yeah.
1: Nonsense. Very angry people, actually, as it turns out, aren't we, Ed?
0: This has been, yeah, quite a a radge episode. Our nice guy, good boy, sweet young man images have been tarnished. What images? (laughs) We're the angels of the airwaves, my boy. Or at least we were before this episode drops.
1: We've always been nothing but nothing but shine, sunshine and light about Dave.
0: Sweet little choir boys. Delightful we, we, gentlemen. Whatever you
1: get up to in your own time, Ed. God damn it. Shall we shall we shall we unleash that your final bit of rage on your last, last item?
0: Um <clears throat> yeah, my final bit is just, um, I've just written the note, misbehaving technology, which I'm, I'm sure you can relate to and listeners will immediately be able to relate to. It keeps me in a job. Yeah, it keeps you employed, puts food on a table. Ah, dear. I, I, I am not very tech savvy. Like, <laughs> I'm... I'm tech, I'm comp- competent, like yeah. I'm computer literate. I understand how they work, kind of, and I can use them. Like, I know, um, you like, no I can use a keyboard. I Like, you know, I can type things well. I can use a keyboard and mouse and, you know, I understand how a technology works, but like, I'm not, you know, I don't know coding and programming and the actual guts of the thing. So when when stuff stops working, that's when I get in trouble Uh-oh. and I, I get perplexed and I phone tech support, who is Andrew.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> I, am, I am tech support for a lot of people. I'm actually in Ailey's
0: mum's phone as tech support. <laughs> God, that is um, yeah, your, your tech support first, son-in-law second that's the pecking order oh yes but um i mean this laptop that i'm currently using to record this delightful podcast um, the other day i turned it on as i might any morning and it it came up with an error message just saying something about the hard drive yeah I couldn't find not the hard being drive it couldn't find the hard drive and i was like what but it's in here it was here last night where is it gone and so I turned it off, turned it on again, and it came up again. And I was like, right. So I got in touch with Andrew, and he was like, oh, my God, I don't know. And we both started getting, like, investigating. And I Googled, and it was like, try this, try all these things. And, like, the um, like the menus weren't loading up, like, the, the diagnostics menus and stuff. And I was like, oh, God, okay, I'm going to turn it off and on again. And then it worked. It just bloody worked. I'm like, why... Why is it now working? It doesn't make sense.
1: It was like um, David, right? Our good friend Dave. Bloody Dave! One of the more stupid things he's ever done with technology was he—he was flying back from India. No, in fact, he was flying to India when he broke it, because um, he put his—he put his laptop in his hold suitcase. Oh. So obviously because it's a suitcase and if anyone's ever like you go on a plane I advise you not to look out the window if you're on the side of the plane where they load the suitcases because your your case will not get gentle treatment <laughs> it's better to just not see it and pretend that you have no idea
0: especially if you've put fragile tape on it they're the real targets
1: oh yeah it just, just riles them up <laughs> But Dave put his suitcase in his sorry his laptop in his suitcase, and then the power button broke, and it was all absolute nightmare. So when he when he got back from India, he took it to me. I flipped it over, took the bottom panel off so I could have a look. Couldn't see anything wrong. Put it back together, flipped it back, and it was absolutely fine. It's been working ever since. God damn! It's just the the threat. The threat of being dismembered
0: <laughs> has,
1: kept, has kept it running ever since.
0: It, it, yeah, like, we've we've discussed this before in our superstitions episode. We're really, uh, f- this is a flashback episode, apparently, um, getting misty-eyed. But yeah, I'm like, you know, a fairly really sensible man. No. You know, I, I, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I um you know, I'm a man of science <laughs> and technology, and I I like to think that I am quite rational at times. But then also I'm pretty sure computers are witchcraft because I, I did have, it just,
1: have a, a, it, an iPod that gained sentience. Mmm. told you about it. Decepticon. Really. It um it, it glitched out one day and no matter what I put on, any playlist, any album, any artist after like two or three songs, like the next song that come up would come on would just be a Johnny Cash song. And it's like, oh, that's weird. Put something else on. Two songs later, I'm listening to a different Johnny Cash song. If I left it, it would play nothing but Johnny Cash on a loop.
0: My God. I remember I mean, this.
1: Generally, generally, worse things have happened. I bloody love Johnny Cash.
0: I'm fairly sure that that was, you know. Um... It was uh, it was haunted by the ghost of Johnny Cash. I'm pretty sure that's what the situation was.
1: Boy, should have taken better care of the iPod then.
0: (laughs) It was possessed, man. Where's Johnny now?
1: Here's Johnny.
0: But yeah, like I know that computers have like chips and hard drives and wires and things, but sometimes they just seem to do whatever the bloody hell they want you know like the worst. i don't i don't understand them and we have like a tentative um mutual understanding it's like you just turn on and do what i want and i'll be gentle with you you know mm. i won't throw you around you know i'll i'll keep you fairly clean you'll have a nice fan it's on a nice fan bed you know to keep it cool and most of the time it does exactly what i want and then sometimes it just has a fucking tizzy. Doesn't make sense.
1: That whole, that whole like speech you just did there, I'm gonna take out of context to make it sound like you've got someone in a basement.
0: <laughs> ah! like. Send it to the FBI. The Fibby. Oh man, it's just, it's very peculiar.
1: Well, you know what people can do if they want their technology to behave. Go and join the Badger Self Discord.
0: Hey,
1: hey, hey! hey. I'm getting it lazier. is le- lazier with these segues, <laughs> aren't I?
0: What what a siege! It's I mean, it is literally the greatest place on the internet.
1: Oh, it's so fun! I love it. Everyone's like so happy, and there's also Dave, but don't let that put you off.
0: Yeah, it's like a weirdly nice utopia in the middle of the internet cesspool.
1: There is only one rule on the Discord, and that is when you join, you have to say something mean about Dave. It helps keep people in line. And by people, I mean Dave. By people, you mean the only person that's not counted as a person.
0: I was giving him a moment of hope. Oh Oh, dear. He's had a rough time.
1: If you do want to be online and see significantly less of people... The Badger Shelf Instagram it contains nothing but Shih Tzus.
0: Yes, we are, we're we're quite clever with the Instagram. Andrew here is our Instagram manager, and he's um using the tried and tested method of just putting up pictures of cute dogs. And we're doing quite well.
1: I mean, it's just one one cute dog,
0: a a single cute dog, but you
1: know, but he's very yes. photogenic.
0: Oh, he's a model. He's a model. He's a superstar. We're becoming Instagram famous, I, I believe.
1: Uh, we are, we are getting there. <laughs> but yes, it's give quite good. Our, give our socials a look. Have a look at our Discord, and uh, most importantly, tune in next month. Forty-seven followers
0: on Instagram.
1: Forty-seven.
0: Oh God, it's horrible. At, at the Badger Shelf, but more keep coming in every day. The notifications, are always. Ding a Ding a ling. But yeah, we've got Instagram. We've got a Twitter, I think we still have. There's Facebook for all you grandmas out there. Um Discord is the place to be for like the in-depth m- cool stuff. Like that's that's where most stuff happens. Like yeah. information and uh all the live episodes happen on Discord.
1: They do. They that's do. It's really also where if anyone like We take episode
0: suggestions. All happens through Mm. Discord. Yes, yes. So come along. Get involved. We are the Badger Shelf all over the place. Come and find us. Get involved.
1: Yes, get get involved. Um, If you enjoy the podcast. If you don't enjoy the podcast, also get involved and tell us you hate it.
0: Yeah, if the podcast is what makes you angry, let us know because... We need the um, engagement. <laughs> Every engagement online is worthwhile.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: But I feel better. This has been a bit like uh, therapy. You know, it's been quite a release.
1: You know, you know, it's always good for for making people feel better. That lovely music we put at the end of the episode, because then they know the pain is over.
0: Hmm. Then, <laughs> the suffering
1: I've... is. Let's have some music. Goodbye, everybody.
0: (laughs) Good day.